Hello and welcome to Josh Coleman's podcast, a place to have inspired conversation with interesting people. Hey, on today's episode, I have an old friend of mine named Chris Dontremont on. Now, we've been friends for 13 or 14 years, and actually before I became quote-unquote spiritual, but we discuss how that label of spiritual can actually get in the way sometimes, and talk about some very human, uh, real things that he has uh, experienced. A part of it, though, is that we like to keep a dark, light humor about everything, and it's something that he and I have been doing, again, since I was a kid. And so it was really fun to have a more conversational style podcast where we really played and had fun and laughed a lot. Enjoy. Hey, Chris. How you doing, man? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) So so on all these podcasts, I've been interviewing guests that are um, releasing books or are specifically healers or they have something, but this is just one of my best friends, Chris. Am I allowed to swear? You're also? definitely okay. allowed to swear. I swear all the- In fact, I always ask. I just want to pre- I should, we, I probably should have went like, ask if there was any like rules before, before we just started. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. It's yeah. funny. Um, I, almost everyone, especially when I'm interviewing people that obviously have a following in some mm-hmm. sense, I'm always like, am I allowed to swear? And they're always like, yeah, just be yourself. Like yeah. everyone's been back in the day, you couldn't swear. Just like ever. Can you imagine like a world where you couldn't swear and so everyone was all fucked up about it? Well, I imagine with that too. It's like it's they're they're kind of treating it more of like a like a professional sort of thing. Podcasts are the way out of that particular (laughs) paradigm. Um, So yeah, we've been fucking we've been friends forever. We've been fucking forever. Yeah. Um, Do you do you remember our our first the first time we met? Oh, please tell. When I when I refused to sell you cigarettes. At the Petro Canada. At the Petro Canada. Yeah. And, you, and you were just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so like, I think you thought I knew who you were, yeah. but I didn't know. It's like, come on, man, because I worked there for a long time. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so, I I always talk back, because you and I, we're also, we were in a band together for a long time, which was like the most fun ever. That was, I, I miss that sometimes. Yeah, I bet you do, man. Yeah, you were the drummer of the band, and our connection what I, I always say is that you and i always share such a strong connection and that really helped us create a lot of the original songs remember yeah. those first songs well even like even um you know the first the first cu- little bit of time on um on fenwick um when when we had a like jam space in the kitchen um and and we, we would just take turns playing different instruments um and we we jammed for God, at least at least a year, at least a year of just jamming, just like playing at parties. Like I'll get on the instruments and and kitty you know. kitty kitty yeah, bam, <laughs> bam, 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 kitty bam. I, I just remember all those times, like you just covered in sweat, shirtless, being like, I don't know what to say. I don't have any words to say. Like, um, I remember, I remember one one. Um, one moment really really well um i was i was playing bass you were playing drums um and i was just i was just playing like playing a riff and then and then you started playing um like halftime like like twice as fast um and then we stopped and you were like dude how how cool was that 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 we both like we both knew to go to that and i was like dude i was playing the same thing the whole time it was a mind-blowing yeah for me yeah Yeah. I, i remember just like that look of amazement in your eyes yeah. And just like this is this is a lot of fun. Tempo, yeah, tem- tempo, <laughs> tempo. It's, I also remember one time where I took the microphone and I was just singing harmonies, mm-hmm. just like noises, basically. And I remember you were just like, "Dude, I've always wanted to hear music like that." And I remember <laughs> it was just like one of those moments that really gave me the inspiration to want to keep just going. Like, yeah. use your voice as an instrument. Yeah. Um, um, and then also, so a, a part of it was we were in this band together and we had all the parties all the time. Like it was just an absolute fucking hoot of a time. Like always, do you remember that? It was just like always having. Dude, it was yeah. It was like every Friday or something, or every second Friday, we'd have this big party. No cat, not near the mic. Um, and and we always we always had um, the the instruments set up like the like the big jam room. And at one point, we had like two drum sets set up. And um, and um, oh, who was that? Uh, what was that guy? Moon. What was his name? I don't remember. Oh, that um. 
The guy that your mom invited? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, Sam Moon. Sam Moon, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we were we were jamming with him, and it was just it was it was surreal. Yeah, it was an absolute surreal experience. And then it was um, it was after that one day at Lori Park, um, uh, Canada Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that we wrote "Beautiful Day," and that was oh, that. Yeah. yeah, and that was what turned it into like the band. That's when it became like the actual band. Do you remember our the first show? At the pancake breakfast. <laughs> we got big fast. <laughs> um, we were, I remember we were, um, we were live entertainment on the, on the poster and like, so, okay, so this yeah, is, we weren't even our band name. It was just live. Yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. And, no, but it was, it was so surreal. Um, it was, it was a pancake, uh, breakfast to raise money, money for, uh, for Cafe de Popo. Hmm. Um, and it was at it was at like men's or Molly's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still go there. That's actually one of my favorite. Yeah, because it was or was it just men's bar at that point? Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, and it was like it was super early in the morning, and there was like a whole bunch of kids, and there was all these posters of like the cowboys, like shirtless. Groping yeah, that's right. Each other. <laughs> and we were just like, well, this seems appropriate. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. We're playing like slowed down version of all our like punk songs. Yeah, and... beautiful people with a song in their head. <laughs> Counting the footsteps of the people, people instead, instead of thinking. thinking should I do that? Should I watch what I say? Everyone's beautiful on, on this, this beautiful, beautiful day. day. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sweet. Yeah. And then like I don't know, at least at least for me, like I like absolutely cherish every every memory I have of, of that experience, but like it, it, it got to a point where, you know, I kinda had to make a choice yeah. where it was um it was either the band or or cooking, you know? It's um, funny I'm actually getting emotional right now, which is like, <laughs> <laughs> like and, and, and I could and I could see like the writing on the wall. 'Cause like 'cause it it was the point where we were actually like playing a few shows. Um and and I knew I was getting I was getting more into cooking, um and you know, I, I I really had to like sit down and ask myself, okay, am I am I going to really start taking this seriously? Because this is something that could could you know really get me somewhere. Like you know you know ba- bands are fun and 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 making it would be amazing, um, but you know that's a one one in a trillion chance yeah, yeah. where where this is a career that could that could actually go somewhere and 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 also one of my biggest passions that's right you, you know, always you always made us the remember you'd have us all over even yeah. band practices for these big beautiful meals yeah oh man they were terrible back then wow well, <laughs> says you <laughs> um yeah and and um fuck i lost my train of thought you say something now well i wanted to say that in parallel with the band you and i also sat down and some of the philosophical spiritual whatever words you want to say a lot of that work you and i sat together and really worked together for about a year or two yeah yeah studying different teachers studying alan watts studying yeah definitely because we because we lived um in the same building like next to each other in in different apartments sure did um and it was it was you know almost every day you know we'd, we'd be hanging out and and just kind of you know going through Going there, there was there was the 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 Chris journey. There was the Josh journey, and then there was the Chris and Josh journey. Mm. You know that that you know solidified and expanded um, our our own separate journeys. Yeah, you know, that's exactly like. it. And it's interesting. I always say this, and I told you I would say this beforehand. One of the separation points I think for us there was that you were really learning in the scientific realm, mm-hmm. and I was really focused in the spiritual realm. But then I feel like I got what's called the spiritual ego. Which means I started to believe that my beliefs as a, a spiritual beliefs were somehow more important or somehow better or somehow more comprehensive mm-hmm. and went on quite a trail with that for a few years. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> there's pixies. There's pixies for fuck's sake. They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting though because, and one of the reasons I want to do this podcast as well is because I've come a long way in my own life and I've worked in this field now. I work as a teacher uh, of these things. But a big part of it was letting go of all that bullshit. Mm. And it was letting go of these heavy belief structures, even if they seem like they're quote-unquote enlightened, that actually belief structures in general are what hold us back. Mm. I lost a lot of my humanity in those times. And there's a feeling, though, of 
the way that I acted and the way that I acted spiritually pompous or I thought that I knew it was best for everybody or whatever the thing is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's something that I still think about a lot because that was a moment of time where I feel like I lost some of my humanity, as I said. And now as a person, my goal is never to be like that. It's never to judge other people if they don't believe the same things. I mean, what the fuck is the difference between that and religion, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so a part of doing this podcast was to come to bring my own past, which is our relationship back mm. into the the fold. And yeah. just to talk about the, yeah. the wonderful times pre quote unquote spiritual, even though there's no such thing. Like I just literally gave a, a made a notes for a talk recently, how the separation of spiritual and non-spiritual is actually like shitty. Like that's, <laughs> that's something you shouldn't do because it ends up uh, separating yourself from other people, ironically isolating yourself and spirituality is about connection. Well, that's the, that's <clears> the, <throat> the, the, the us and them mentality. Right. Yeah. Like, like that's, I, I feel like that's so important to, to break down in a society like the, the us and them. I would hope so. Um, yeah. you know, that, that's what, that's why we got to find aliens, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, cause then it'll, me. <laughs> yeah, cause then it'll be no, cause then it will be like the us, like the global us. Right. You know what I mean? Do you think it's going to happen? <sighs> I don't think in our lifetime, yeah. Maybe, but who, who knows? <laughs> I've always said that one of the coolest random things that could happen would be if aliens literally came and they're like, found a way to transmit. I don't know if it's through video or interview and they're just like, yo, We've been watching you guys for a while, and here's pretty clearly what your issues are. Like, <laughs> so you go, you go work on that. Yeah, exactly. You go work on that, and then just please actually work on that though, because it's kind of a bummer to watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we're kind of up there watching you make the same mistake, kind yeah. of walk go around the same circles, do that same sort of like uh, separation again, but tribalism towards each other, and it's actually kind of like low level shit it's, it's kind of a bummer man yeah it's kind of a bummer bro <laughs> this channel um i just want i just want to go back for a quick second when um what you were talking about with the like like you feel like you felt um you know in in there was a time period where where some of your humanity was was lost um do, do you feel like you've you've worked through I all do. of that i do man yeah honestly the difference is pretty fucking impeccable i mean you know i can never you never want to say you finish something completely mm-hmm. because then life has this funny way of making you it, throwing it back in your face so i don't want to claim any sort of perfection or completion or anything like that but i don't i feel a connection in oneness to everybody because we even we even said it from the very start like 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 you know reading Eckhart Tolle and listening to Alan Watts, like, we even said, you know, oh, just wait until, you know, 10 years from now we look back and we say, oh, we did it so egotistically, and then 20 years from now we look back and we say, oh, we did it so egotistically. So that happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a premonition. So, like, surpri- surprise, we were right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and that, yeah, it was a big part of my life to to go through that, and I felt mm-hmm. like a part of the band breakup, even though I know you had your own thing, and other, every, we all had our own complexes mm-hmm. and our own things. And, like, it was it was definitely, you know, it was more, more of a fizzle, um... You know, than a than a breakup. I'd say we yeah. n- we never had that moment where we were just like, we're not a band anymore. <laughs> um, just fizzled out. Yeah, and I mean, like, and I've talked to to Alex about about my regrets um, with that, but but I think you know, it, with the with the stuff that has come to light about about my health, you know, I feel like that was a part of it as well. well. Let's hop right into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened over the last few years? Yeah. Man? Okay. So. Um, so for all you lovelies out there, um, I have a, a disease called multiple sclerosis. Um, it's an it's an autoimmune disease. I I was diagnosed about two years ago. Um, I've had it since we're, we're guessing two thousand seven ish. About when we were in that band, like basically yeah. when, once I moved to Halifax, like that's when that's when I can start to um, pinpoint moments in my life that I think were 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 caused by it that I that I think were symptoms. Um, you know, especially there was, there was a big point, uh, throughout, um, uh, throughout like, like 2007 area where, where time stopped making sense to me. And I was just like, oh, it's because I'm studying all this stuff. Like, no, you got fucking bunch of scar tissue in your brain. Well, and I have said before that I'm glad you don't have at least one sclerosis. Yeah, yeah, no, no, man. If you're going to have sclerosis, you may have multiple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so basically what the what the disease is, um, so it's an, it's an autoimmune disease, so it's it's my immune system doing all the damage. Um, it it sends um, uh, B cells, T cells, and macrophages, which are white, blo- white blood cells, um, into my brain uh, and spinal cord. 
and it attacks the protective tissue of the nerves called myelin. Um, so you can think of it like like your brain and your spinal cord are a bunch of wires uh, with that plastic insulation. <clears throat> My immune system is breaking down that plastic insulation. Mm. Uh, so the brain is essentially short-circuiting. Um, you get uh, inflammation, swelling, uh, scar tissue, and in some cases, uh, cell death. Um, there's no cure. There's no cause or no known cause. Um, it's it's uh, what's called um, degenerative. So it's it just keeps getting worse. Like ALS. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So so the stuff that I'm the the the, the treatment is is aimed to slow the progression, um, and and it it has a, a wide variety of symptoms. No no two people have the same MS. Um, and a lot of, and there, well, not a lot of people, I shouldn't say that, but there are, there are some theories going around now that, that MS is kind of like a catch-all term for a, for a, a number of diseases that have similar presentation. Um, there's, there's a little bit of controversy around that, but I just thought it's, it was kind of cool. Um, so, so some of the symptoms, um, like, like for, for me in particular, um, a lot of fatigue, um, which is, it's not. It's not like normal fatigue, you know. When there, there, there was a moment when I was when I was working in kitchens, um, where where I went up to someone, I was like, "Man, do you do you even like remember what it feels like to be rested?" He was like, "Yeah, I, I, go, I go to bed at night." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Huh, maybe maybe something's not right." Um, so so the thing that was the most interesting, I think everyone was very shocked, obviously mm-hmm. everyone in our friend group and everyone who knows you when, when this was diagnosed, I think the thing is, is cause you've always been such an energetic and, and mm-hmm. creative and passionate person. You're thinking, no, not Chris. Like, no. <laughs> at uh, the same time, I know that you've been doing so such a great job at just accepting what's going on and working with it. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and that's been kind of the, kind of the theme that I've been trying to have with, with this whole thing. Um, from, so can I, can I tell the story? Close. Yeah, so so um, I I had a, a very unique presentation. Um, I was working in a kitchen. Um, I, I, I was a chef for a number of years. Um, and we were having our uh, our staff meal uh, right before service starts. So I was all, all set up, all ready to go. Um, I ate some noodles. They're like really, really spicy. They have like a really, oh, yeah, they had a big right. chunk of hot pepper in them, <clears throat> like, a, like a Thai chili. Um, and normal, like I, I love spicy food. Um, but I was like, okay, this is a little bit too much. Um, drank some cream to try and try and help it. Um, started getting this headache, um, that was, that was different than a normal headache. I was like, okay guys, I'm just going to go have a smoke. Then we're going to come, uh, I'm going to get myself all, all set, all ready to go. Um, come back inside, head still pounding. Uh, at this point I text Jessica. I'm like, yeah, my head's like super hurting. Um, you know, it's probably just going to be a really shitty night. Um, and I start feeling start feeling weird um i start feeling like um like like my eyes are are moving further back into my head in terms of like my my field of view and and things and things just aren't making sense like i start i feel confused like not 100 percent sure like where i am or what i'm doing but still enough to kind of like keep it together um and i go to taste something uh and i can't swallow um i'm i'm my brain is telling my body to swallow but it's not happening mm. and at this point i'm like okay so, something's wrong i'm i'm gonna go to the hospital um and that's and leaving work is not something i take very lightly like i i, I broke a finger once during service and i just kept going to the end so um when i when i told them like guys i need to i need to go um they were like yeah because also i was crying but i didn't realize i was crying and it was it was it was different from an like an emotional cry or a physical cry uh, or a like um, you know I can't help this cry it's it's like the next level of I can't help this like I don't I don't even realize this is happening but I'm crying like there's nothing like about me my emotional state or my physical state or anything that would make me cry I'm just crying I have no idea why like. Um, and I, I text Jessica, you know, something, something's really wrong. Um, I'm going to go to the hospital. Um, she texts, uh, my sister who was working at the hospital. Um, you know, Chris is on his way. Um, he thinks something's really wrong. Um, 
so heads pounding. Um, I notice this uh, this foam starts coming up out of my mouth, um, and I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. Um, and it's just pounding, 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 uh, and it just it it felt like it it got to this like huge crescendo when I step outside waiting for a cab to take me to the hospital because uh, I can't afford an ambulance, and I. I go and feel my heart, and I feel, ba boom, ba boom, Jesus, and I'm like, oh my fucking god! And I get really, really scared at this point. Um, I see the cab come, and I get in, and I say, like, you got to get me to the the emergency room. Like something's really wrong. And I and I feel my arms, you know, coming up to my chest, um, you know, almost like a praying mantis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I can can barely move them. Um, I start I start slurring my speech. Um, I feel like I'm unable to talk. Uh, and I look in the uh, the the side mirror of the cab. Um, and I think this might have just been uh, like a an, an optical illusion. Like maybe there's something weird with my eyes going on, or maybe it was my brain going on. But at that moment, it looked like the side of my face was drooping. So you know, I thought I thought you know fa- um, fast. You know, face, arm, speech, time. Uh, that's how you know if someone's having a stroke. That's important to remember. Um, did, and you, I, did you remember that at the time? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I thought I was having a stroke. Yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> so then uh, we're heading up towards the uh, to the hospital, and and all of a sudden I had this sense of calm. It was like a um, like a depersonalization. Like I was I was away from my body at that point. You know, I, I thought. You know, I'm either going to live um, or I'm going to die. Um, and I'm okay with either one. You know, I, I, not in the sense that like I want to die, but like, totally but, yeah, but like in that, in that moment, I was like, you know, it'd be nice, it'd be nice to live, but, but I've, I've just got this, this, this sense of calm that you know it's it's okay you know i made i i in my head i made peace with with everything in life um and and i and i unbuckled my seatbelt cuz i was like if i'm going to die i'm going to die comfortably <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um so so we get to the hospital um and i'm just like all, all this like foam is just like dripping out of my mouth and like i can i can barely move i can barely talk um and my my sister was there uh waiting and one of the um i don't i don't know if it was like a, a nurse or or um or a doctor or or, or some a hospital worker comes out with a wheelchair and she's she opens the door and she's like Hey, you okay? You're not feeling well? And then my sister pushes her out of the way and she rips me out of the cab and like brings me in. Um and at this point I'm I'm sweating literal buckets. Mm-hmm. Like um my clothes are completely soaked. Um they they tried to get a blood sugar sample. Um my fingertips were sweating too much. They couldn't get one. Um, as soon as they, pre- oh as soon, yeah, as soon as the blood came out, it just got washed away by the sweat. Holy shit. Um, so they, so they couldn't get one. Uh, they took my temperature. Um, I was hypothermic. Um, and they, <laughs> while they were doing this, the cab driver comes in and he's like, oh, you, you forgot to pay me. Awkward. And I was just like, show my wallet. And she's like, I'll fucking pay him. <laughs> Um, so they bring me into the, uh, the way the hospital works, there's, there's, there's pods, um, depending on like how serious it is. They, they brought me into like the, the serious pod. Um, and, and my sister goes, you know, there's going to be a lot of people doing a lot of things to you. Just, just say, stay calm. Um, so they, so they rip off all my clothes. They wrap me in heating blankets. Um, they, um... They take uh, they take some blood because they need to do a tox screen, you know, just in case I like overdosed or something. I, t- I told them that, like all I took was Tylenol, but you know they can't believe you. Yeah. Um, and they wheeled me in for a um, for a CT because um, they thought stroke as well. They thought either stroke or bla- uh, brain bleed. Um, like hemorrhage. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like um, um, with embolism or something. Yeah. Um, so they so they did that first, 
um, once they got out, um, I was kind of drifting in and out. Like I wasn't, I wasn't going unconscious, but I was just like, my eyes closed feels real good right now. Um, and, and I was trying to communicate everything I was feeling to the doctor. Cause that, cause that's super important. You know, that's, that's what they're going by is, you know, how you feel, what's, what your symptoms are, what's going on. So like, you know, if I felt a little back pain, I had, I tried to tell them that, you know, I felt back pain, but I was slurring my words all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sweating so much that when they tried to put an IV in me, they, they gave, they gave me two lines, um, cause, just cause I was sweating so much and yeah. losing so much fluids. Yeah. Um, they, they couldn't get the tape to stick. So the nurse just like grabs my arm and wraps the tape around me. Um, they, um, they put the, um, defib paddles on me just in case. Um, cause I was, I was just on the line yeah. of, of, so they'd shock you back up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I didn't get, end up getting shocked, which is nice. Um, and then, uh, and then I just kind of sort of came to after the, the, all the fluids and, and the different kinds of medications that they gave me. Um, I had had, uh, lung failure where my lungs were filling with fluid. Um, and they put, they put a, a CPAP on me. So it's like, um, it's kind of like one step below like assisted breathing when like you breathe in and it, it forcefully pushes air into your, mm-hmm. into your mouth, but it's like a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so my lungs were filling with fluid. My heart rate got down to 25, 30 beats per minute. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I was, I was hypothermic. Um, and, <clears throat> um, I was sweating. They said close, close to a liter a minute. That's fucked, man. Yeah, they 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 said that would have been the thing that would have would have killed me um, faster than anything. If it weren't for all of the fluids. Yeah, because they just they just pushed fluids so hard into into my body. Um, when they when they took me out of the wheelchair, just from going from the from like the front desk, like kind of down the hall, there was there was a puddle, a literal puddle in the in the wheelchair that sweat through my pants and onto the uh, onto the seat. Um, so that sucked. <laughs> I can tell you, man, uh, again, when those posts went on Facebook uh, of what had happened, it mm-hmm. was fucking shocking, man. Like, I just remember just being like, not Chris. Yeah. Anybody but Chris. Like, <laughs> seriously, anybody. No, not... Okay, just wait. But not Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and so so I spent um, I spent 10 days in the hospital. Um, that, that first night, they checked my blood pressure um, 70 times. Um, while I was, while I was, they, they set up like an automatic one. So it, it went off every five minutes. They, they would check my, uh, my blood pressure. Um, at one, at one point, um, they said I had, uh, they said I had stabilized. Um, and I was like, does that mean I can go home? And my sister was like, that means you don't need the defib paddles to go to the bathroom. (laughs) She's like, you're not going to home. (laughs) Um, so, so they had... By day four, they had gone through pretty much every test like they had. Um, you know, they had they had given me um, uh, heart echoes, uh, which like ultrasounds of your heart. Um, I, I, I had four of those. Um, I had another CT. Um, I had a um, an EKG um, where they checked the electrical signals mm-hmm. in your heart. It was the heart that they were concerned about. They wanted to know why my heart failed. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't they don't fuck around with heart stuff, yeah. um, and like they they tested me for uh, like AIDS, mm-hmm. um, tons of stuff, tons yeah. of stuff they they tested for, and they were about to let me go home when the the head of neurology uh, came in, and he was like, I wanna I wanna talk to this guy. Like he heard about he like they didn't consult him or anything. He just heard about um, the case. And he did a test with a, um, a piece of tissue paper and a pen. Uh, at this point, um, the right half of my face was like Novocaine numb, mm-hmm. and the left half of my body was was tingly and and felt temperature in reverse. So like hot things felt cold and cold things felt hot. It was super fucking weird. <clears throat> so he came in and he was he was brushing my face with some tissue paper. You know, can you feel this? Can you feel that? Can you feel that? And I was like, no, no, no. 
and then and then he poked me in the in the forehead with a pin and i was like wow i can i can super feel that like that was that was really impactful feeling and he was like okay let's get an mri um and now okay so fucking americans um give canadian shit about um you know having to wait for for like necessary tests and and they 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 give mris as an example um from the time I had the MRI ordered to when I was in the MRI was five hours. Mm. Like <laughs> I mean, anybody that would say that our health care system is bad compared to America's is absolutely foolish. Oh my god! So the stuff you're talking about would have been like hundreds of thousands of dollars. We we worked it out. It would be two hundred sixty thousand dollars that I would owe right now. Yeah, that would be um, easy as a as a cook, right? Or as yeah, a yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Um, so so after the first MRI, the next day they come back with the results. Um, and I'll never forget this. The doctor, the doctor says, uh, your scan wasn't, uh, exactly clean. Um, and that's when they, that's when they found the lesions. Mm -hmm. Um, so what had happened, um, I have a, well, well, right now I have, um, for sure 10, um, possibly 11 lesions. Um, me and Jessica have a bet where we think the 11th one is based on new symptoms. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the humor part after all this. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and um, so, so yeah, at, at that point there was nine. They found nine lesions. Uh, one of them was on my brainstem. And what had happened when the when the electrical signal from my tongue went to my brain to say you ate spicy food? It hit the lesion in the brainstem mm. and scattered. Um, and those electrical signals going to the wrong parts of my brain triggered what's called an autonomic attack, mm. um, which was what caused all those symptoms. It's amazing that that uh, neurologist was, oh, keen, was keenly aware of the potential yeah. that came to help. No, right? it was it was incredible. That guy, we we owe him Matherson is his name. Um, I think it's Matherson. Um, <laughs> Some other Matherson's getting all these accolades. <laughs> sure, I'll take it. Um, yeah, he he was because they were going to send us home. They were going to just be like, "All right, there's there's nothing more we can do. We tested you for everything. We don't know why your heart almost stopped. Good luck." <sighs> um, so it was another it was another couple couple days uh, in the hospital because at that point it it wasn't uh, for sure MS. Um, MS uh, actually at that point they said I had a two percent chance based on what they found of having MS. Um, I guess it's pretty good odds. Oh. Uh, um, so they had to do they they there's no one test that that proves MS. They need to do a multiple multiple tests over time. Um, so the next thing they did was uh, a lumbar puncture. Uh, so they stuck a big right. yeah they stuck a big needle in my spine, took a bunch of spinal fluid, and they did they find the LSD at that point? Or? Yeah, they found all of it. Um, <laughs> And even like um, they at, at one point they were like because I, I I refused to lie to medical professionals like like they no <laughs> that they're they're not there to judge you know they're there to help you yeah. um, so so you know anything they want to know told them you know all the all the drug use and everything um, you weren't doing that with your friends were you what's that. <laughs> 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 And and so um, I had one more MRI before I left the uh, the hospital, um, and then and then at, at that at after ten days they were like there's nothing more we can do. Um, what we're gonna do is three months down the road you're gonna get another MRI, and uh, depending on those results and the results of the lumbar puncture, um, we'll be able to make a diagnosis. So um, at this point I'm feeling pretty down. Um, I, I took another 10 days off work. Um, I can't believe you went back to that fucking job with all this, man. Well, I, well, um, I said, you know, let's, let's start off small. Um, and, and by small, they took that as we'll give you a prep shift and then give you a normal shift. Um, and then it went to the point where I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned for my health you know, let's, um, the, 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 the restaurant I worked for, it was, it was two restaurants. Um, the one I was working at was kind of more of a higher end, um, uh, more elaborate kind of food, um, only dinner services, no prep people. Um, 
but the other place, you know, was uh, was a sort of cheaper, um, still amazing food. Um, you know, they had several prep, prep people. Is this an advertisement for that <laughs> restaurant? <laughs> Forty five. That's why I'm. Tra- that's why I'm. Tra- that's why I'm trying not to say the name. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so yeah, I was like, can I? Can I just go on prep there? Um, and they said, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And, and I even told them like, you can like hire someone else for my job, you know, until, until I get the shit sorted out, you know, I've got way bigger things to, to think about than, you know, if, if that job's going to be there. And, 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 and this job that I had was like winning the fucking lottery. It was an amazing job. I, know, I remember how happy you were there. Oh, yeah. I, I could have, I could have just worked there. I could have just... <clears throat> Non, I, I had no reason. It was. It felt like the first job that I had no reason to leave. Mm. But I did. I did think about leaving just because of the amount of fatigue I had, uh, which again is is just because out. of yeah yeah as as it turns out. <clears throat> um, so so I was working prep there, um, and. Me and Jess were were looking more into what MS was and its symptoms, um, and it it every thing we learned about it made us think more like that's what it was. We didn't want to jump to any conclusions, um, but but based on what was going on with me, um, it felt like that that might be what it was. Um, <clears throat> so I get the call that. Uh, the lumbar puncture is positive for the proteins. So now we're up to about a 75% chance right. that I have MS. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then we get called for to come in and review the results of, of the newest MRI um, that, will, that will say yes or no if it is MS. And me and Jess already knew. We knew that if the lesions changed from the last one, that it would be MS. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter if they got bigger. Doesn't matter if they got smaller. Uh, doesn't matter if there's new, doesn't matter if, they, if, they if they changed, it's MS. Um, so we go in, it's me, Jess, and my parents. Um, and then, uh, the, these, these conversations where you're, where you're told, you know, you, you have something serious. They're, they're hour, hour and a half conversations with the doctor in an office. Um, he goes over, um, it's almost like, like it's, it's a little bit of theater. Um, because he, he, he goes over exactly what we see in, in this MRI and exactly what we see in that MRI. Um, and he waits till the very end to say, and this, and this lesion, uh, is larger. And then, and me and Jess just looked at each other because we, because we were just waiting, you know, we, we had, we had looked up so much about this. We knew you know, what he was saying, like, like as much as a non-doctor can understand it, like, of course. Um, but, but he said this, this one is larger and me and just, let's just look at each other. And we, you know, we knew M- mom and dad didn't quite know at that point, if that's what he was saying. I just want to say also just throughout this, it's amazing. You have such a beautiful partner. Oh, who's... she's, I, I don't know what I would do without her. Like, like Jess is like, um, for, for those of you out there, she's my fiance. Um, I <laughs> like she's, you were she's, such a strong couple before yeah all this like too. lover yeah. best friend uh caregiver um just 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 we are a team like we are an absolute team um and i've never i've never felt so strongly about you know another human being you know not to bring any of my friends down um, the fuck are you trying to say? <laughs> I just get like a, a, a rage of jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, she's just my best fucking friend. You know. So the other thing about about this story, I'm sorry, I know. Oh no, yeah, no, no. I'm like just just the other thing is is like there's a number of times where you've described to me what would be I'm going to say I'm going to use the word spiritual, but lately an authentic spiritual experience where you were on the brink of life and death. And came to a sort of surrender or acceptance of mm-hmm. this is what it is, and then so th- that seems like a pretty real thing. That that's exactly happened. what it was. That's that's one hundred percent. It was it was pure, pure acceptance and surrender. And I remember after this happened, me coming and being like, "So what has changed?" And you were like, "Little things don't seem to matter as much, <laughs> you know. Like you take a hit that big, and something that's that threatens your mortality so strongly." 
it does provide on of course there's the negative we've already talked about that so strongly and you have to deal with this ongoing consequences of this negative ailment mm. but the positive dare i say is this like perspective that you have on life that yeah. might be a little bit different that maybe yeah. things are cherished a little bit differently absolutely and like <clears throat> the, the first year for sure um because now it's just fucking annoying <laughs> well 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 the first the first year is always the hardest the, yeah. and, and 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 that's what they say like you know there were tears uh from of everyone course. um from me and oh but um and and the good you know, feels really good mm. at that point, you know, and, and like you said, you know, you, you know, you don't sweat the small stuff and, and, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking more like, like big picture, um, you know, but, but now it's become just a thing that I live with. Yeah. Like more um, integrated as a part of your life. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel, I feel more normal, yeah. uh, than I did when I, when, you know, it was such a big deal, you know, now, now it's just kind of, a matter of fact yeah. like it's just it's something i live with just like you would live with um crabs i'm just joking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like if you're if you're missing a tooth right. or something right. you know you just you just live with it the other thing i wanted to say for anyone listening who might be confused why we're laughing all the time chris and i have always had found the humor in fucked up things yeah like this, is, this, has been, this has been a part of our friendship is as long as I've known it. Whenever either of us have gone through a struggle, the other person's come along with a yeah, and then a quick joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's and it's a way to to, to, to take the power back. From That's it. what it is. Yeah. You know, if you can if you can make fun of something, you you have the power. You know, and that's and that's a very, um, you know, it's it's easy to to abuse. You know, the wrong way, but it's it's just it's, you know, a, a concept that that kind of doesn't exist in this in this good or evil you know space you know it's it's like a, it's like a fractal mm-hmm. um you know i can um oh, i lost my train of thought no it's okay <laughs> but, I mean, it's, a, it's a big it's a big thing to be talking about though again like finding being able to to laugh even during tough situations is something that it could be called a coping mechanism or whatever, but it's also something that you and I have always had. I mean, throughout our entire friendship, we've known each other for what, 13, 14 years now? Yes, yeah, <laughs> something huge like that. Yeah, and um, just being able to, to crack jokes together regardless of the circumstance is something that you've done that with me when I'm in my hard times too. We've just mm-hmm. always had that that type of relationship. So anyways, for anyone watching, yeah. listening, I just wanted to explain... <laughs> we're talking about these crazy things, but there's also this sort of humor in behind it all. That's just, that's just our relationship. And that's who you are as a person. Yeah. Too. And, yeah. and, and at least for me, like I, I find it, it helps with the acceptance because, mm-hmm. um, because with something like this, you need your own acceptance. You know, you can't, you can't go denying the fact, like I, I cannot deny the fact that I am disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's dangerous. Yes. Because it can put me in dangerous situations. Absolutely. Um, but laughing about it, you know, just makes it so much easier to accept. It's like, you know, a spoonful of sugar. You know what I mean? Um, and and it it's just nice to kind of talk about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I enjoy talking about MS to mm. people. Um and and the humor i find if i put humor in it it makes people um feel less upset about it and pitying and all yeah exactly yeah exactly exactly like like see you know i'm i'm laughing i'm i'm having a good time you know and it's not to say that you don't deserve your dark moments of pain my friend mm-hmm. i do i know mm-hmm. that that's important as well and that's and that's also one of the issues with um um invisible illnesses yeah um because like i don't i don't have just from looking at me you can't tell that you know i got a brain full of scar tissue um so you know you'll get people this 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 hasn't happened as often to me but but in the um <clears throat> in like the the you know ms community there, there there there's a you know ms community in on on reddit uh facebook um instagram has a, a, like pretty much all my instagram feed is just my friends and, awesome. and people with ms that's great yeah, um, community yeah um and and a lot of them you know struggle you know not it's it's it feels so weird to say but like not being identifiable 
visually as disabled. It makes sense if you're living with something so strongly and people can't acknowledge it or it's, you have to explain yourself or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. Like you're, you you know, maybe, maybe I don't want to go into detail um, about, about why I need, you know, to take a break yeah. right now. Yeah. But I just, I need to take a break and right now. And in our culture, people would be like, what are you, a wuss? You know, like... Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like, and that was kind of... I'm just gonna, sorry if my voice goes away. I just need to flip on this light. <clears throat> um, what was I saying? Um, just that people will be bullies because of our culture of being yeah. be productive, like capitalism, peak pa- capitalism. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're not killing yourself working, then you're not working hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Like... Um, um, I just want to say that we are at 45 minutes and so typically it's around here, but can we, can I ask you about your film career? Oh, sure. Yeah. So this also kickstarted you into something that as long as I have known you, as long <laughs> as I have known Chris, the idea was I want to make film, I want to be in film production and seeing, I got to go to your independent film yeah, show, yeah, showing yeah, a month fun. ago and it was like heartwarming man just fucking heartwarming yeah. to see you doing what you what you do so basically i took um uh i took this as an opportunity um I, I i can't cook anymore i can't work in kitchens um heat is a big trigger for ms um and i mean you know can't stand the heat obviously yeah. uh so i signed up for this program um which is an amazing program uh i don't i i, I imagine they have it all all over canada um, where if you lose your career because of a um, circumstances beyond your control, like health issues or just, just something, um, they will pay for you to go to college. Um, they cover, I believe, up to three years. Um, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go to film school. Time is now. Yeah, time is. I'm going to do it. Um, so I started up at uh, <clears throat> on film school. Um, it's been amazing it's been an incredible journey like even even so far i've i've met amazing local uh filmmakers um you know i'm 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 very 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 early in my career um i got to work over the summer um uh on a cartoon uh for cbc a uh, little 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 cut show about a uh, little girl going around solving mysteries with science and technology. That's your favorite thing. That's like my favorite thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it's, and it's super fun. Um, and the, the, the program I'm in uh, right now, NSCC screen arts, can't say good n- enough good things about it. They, they teach you everything, everything, everything about, uh, about filmmaking, about, um, single camera continuity style filmmaking. Um, the whole, the whole process, but the more, like I get into it, the more I realize I like the paperwork. Like Man, you are <laughs> so crystal. <laughs> like I like I like the paperwork. I like <clears throat> I like spreadsheets. Um, I've been doing a lot of Excel in my free time. Um, and you're such a Capricorn. Hey? Yeah, I know. I know. Such, <laughs> such a fish goat. Always um, throw some astrological beliefs at you. Yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just <laughs> Pisces. Um, yeah, and and we got a we got a chance to make a uh, make a little short film called um, I think she likes me, uh, which uh, which showed at the uh, Atlantic Film Festival just now, uh, just a couple couple months ago or weeks ago, months ago. Um, and yeah, I got to see my name on the big screen, and it was it was you got freaking to see you on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, I was I was also in it. Yeah, I, actually, I was in. Too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was in um, three of those, and there was one where I was making out with the with the other guy. Yeah, <laughs> as you would. I remember back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah there was a lot, of, a lot of weird things going on back then. Um, Look, um, so if you could just tell me what are your aspirations for this film career? Do you have any like? Is there any vision that you want to bring through? Is there any project that you feel excited about? Is there anything there? Well, well, I'd like to. I mean, I I, I enjoy animation especially for the the nine to five attitude like it, it's a lot more um like like being on set in feature films you know you're you're talking right. yeah you're talking 12 14 yeah. 16 hour days yeah. um that doesn't really interest me e- even even just being on set uh in particular like isn't isn't a huge interest of mine uh you know i'd, I'd like something like uh like uh, production manager yeah um you know where you're kind of making sure all the all the all forms of yeah well, yeah, yeah budget budgetary stuff yeah. um you know line producer uh is is more towards like um 
um, you know, facilitating communication, um, that kind of thing. And, and of course, where I'm so new, like, I still, I still don't have a full grasp on, on uh, what everyone does, like, what the roles and responsibilities are for, for everyone. Um, but I would like to at some point work on some kind of medical show that's that's kind of that's some either medical show or or some kind of um uh like a biopic about about the moon landings yeah. would be would be would be things that i <clears throat> i like pipe dreams. do you not believe in flat earth <laughs> um there ain't no globe earth <laughs> fucking globalist um i i just wish you all of those things in whatever fashion you want, you know, and like I, regardless of MS and regardless of bands and regardless of anything, I think you're a fucking amazing person. Man, it's going to take a lot more than a brain disease to slow me down. (laughs) (laughs) Could be on like a business card. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just wanted to reconfirm. I have a question for you for the end, but I just want to reconfirm that again, doing this with you has been really, really nice because again, you, 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 I feel connected to you in different aspects of myself from different parts of my life. And although we've always remained connected, we shared some moments that have shaped me as a person and, mm-hmm. and, and always will. And I really love you. <laughs> well, we've been, I, I just feel like we've been so influential on, on each other's lives, you know, and even, even the, the incorrect lessons that we've taught each other, you know, have, have spurred, um, um, growth in our own personal journey to, to, correct those incorrect lessons they really have <laughs> big time and yeah. for me like the level of care i have for people is the seriousness with which i'll take those lessons mm-hmm. you know like because if if i didn't care about you i wouldn't then later think wow i was really being a fucking idiot there you know <laughs> because i just wouldn't care yeah like, because i just love you so much it was all those same memories and lessons and energies from those experiences would come back to me and i'd be like wow like i am not really a, a whole person in this moment I'm more speaking from a philosophy rather than from my heart. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, one final question, and mm-hmm. I asked this on every everybody who was on this, just if you had one message to give the world, like for some reason um, you personally were in contact with an alien who then did a crop circle with some English words. <laughs> uh, what, what would you what would you want to say? I would I would hearken back to earlier in in our conversation that there just is no us and them. That there's just that that us and them, the 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 concept of us and them, you know, in a in a macro sense, in a micro sense, in a in a socio political sense, it just just doesn't exist. Boy, what a world we would live in. <laughs> okay, I love you, man. I love you too, bud. Thank you, thank you for having me, and I really I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions for the podcaster today, send an email to questionjcp at gmail.com. That's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-J-C-P at gmail.com. 